Welcome to the Lab Life Podcast. My name is Richard Song. I'm an undergraduate student at Vanderbilt University studying computer science, neuroscience, and applied mathematics. In this podcast, I share with you my research journey and lessons that I've learned as an undergraduate researcher in the lab. This is season two, episode seven, all about creating and presenting research posters. Currently, when I'm recording this podcast, it is a day before the Vanderbilt Undergraduate Research Fair of 2023, where a lot of undergrads will have the chance to present their research to the public via a poster presentation. For many of you, this may be your first time presenting a poster, or you may be a seasoned poster presenter. In any case, I wanted to share some insights that I had into creating and presenting an effective research poster presentation. So without further ado, let's discuss. So up to this point, I think I've presented around four research posters, tomorrow being my fifth. And <clears throat> so I have a little bit of experience when it comes to creating a poster and giving an effective presentation. And every single time I feel like I do a poster presentation, I learn something new about what it is that goes behind an effective presentation. So first of all, I wanted to talk about you know creating a research poster and what that kind of entails. So. Think of the research poster as just a really brief synopsis of a way to kind of highlight what, you're, what you've been researching up to this point. So a research poster will have a few key components. The first, of course, is the title. And the title uh, encapsulates maybe some of your main findings or just like a very seminal or novel methodology that you may have used for your research project. I usually like my titles to be pretty specific and address some major finding, for example. Then is the introduction. The introduction is just a general background to your research project, but more importantly, a lot of the motivations for why you're introducing this field or why you're researching this field, right? Maybe there's some sort of gap in the literature that you wanna address. You should talk about that in your introduction. It doesn't have to be too long, maybe like three to four sentences. Then is your method section. Your method section encapsulates how do you collect your data what data set that you use in the first place, and how you analyze your data. Maybe some good pictures here, like visuals, to help clarify what you did for your experimental procedure would really help. And it makes your poster look really nice as well. Next is the results section, and this is the juicy section. The results, of course, demonstrates a lot of the important findings that you have found in your research project. Really, when people include figures in their poster, most of those figures will go in the results section. Maybe you did a lot of different experiments and all those experiments found uh, had several key findings. You want to kind of want to put those all in the results section. And maybe you can split your results section into um, like subsections where each subsection addresses a different analysis or a different experiment. And then finally is your conclusion section. Your conclusion section just highlights the main takeaways that you found from your results and also maybe addresses any limitations or future directions. One general rule of thumb that I really like for creating research posters is to include as many figures as possible and as little text as possible. So the reason why I, I give this advice is because just imagine what the research poster present presentation setting is gonna be like. You know, there are gonna be hundreds perhaps, maybe even thousands of posters all lined up in one big room. And there's gonna be a lot of people kind of just walking uh, back and forth throughout the poster presentation room. And they're not going to have the attention span or the time 
to read over a lot of text, right? Text doesn't really catch the eye. What catches the eye is pictures, right? If you can have really cool, really detailed pictures and your posters primarily pictures with of course some text to kind of explain what those pictures are talking about, that's what's gonna catch the attention of people that are walking by your poster, right? People don't wanna read a bunch of text. They don't have the energy or the effort to do that. But if it comes to figures, it's a lot easier to understand, right? A picture can encapsulate a thousand words. And essentially that is the main takeaway behind the poster presentation. You want your poster to be full of nice figures, graphs, uh, like graphs, plots for your results and your method section, like any, uh, like a, like a pictorial representation of what you did, um, for your experiment. Maybe you did some sort of neuroimaging experiment, in which case you might include a picture of an MEG machine or an fMRI machine um, and like the task that you did, right? A picture representation of the task. Or perhaps you worked with an animal model, in which case you can include a picture, like a, like a cartoon kind of picture of that animal and kind of how you recorded data from it, for example. Right? Or maybe you did some uh, PCR or some more like wet lab experiment and you would kind of include a picture of the machine that you used, right? Um, as long as you're including some sort of pictures in your, in your poster and it's not just all words, that's going to make it so much more appealing just from a visual standpoint. And it's going to help you kind of maintain the attention of your audience. All right. So that's kind of about how creating a poster. But this podcast episode, I really wanted to focus on giving a poster presentation. Um, and really, I just wanted to kind of address a few misconceptions around giving a poster presentation, as well as just some general tips that I have. So I think the biggest misconception about giving a poster presentation is that it's really similar to giving a presentation for a class, right? I think they're actually very different. And here's why. Giving a presentation in class is something that takes a really long time, right? You may have to present for the entire class, meaning around 30 to, let's say, an hour, 30 minutes an hour, right? And your class presentation will, of course, be very thorough, but it's also very structured, right? Like, you, you're basically following a PowerPoint, and you're kind of just going in order of the PowerPoint slides. Here's the difference when it comes to a research poster presentation. A, a research poster presentation is much, much shorter, right? Think on the order of magnitude of five to 10 minutes or less. And just generally the reason is because there are so many posters in that, in that, in that room and people are going to want to take some time to maybe look at a lot of different posters. So they're not going to want to spend that much time on your one poster. Whereas in class or class presentations, for example, you may be the only person in that entire allotted class time that presents. And therefore you have the whole hour or so to speak, right? So research poster presentation is much, much shorter. And then also when it comes to being structured, a research poster presentation is actually what I learned from my previous um, time presenting a research poster, which was at the Vanderbilt Alzheimer's Disease Research Conference, is that a research poster presentation is very flexible. It's very fluid, right? A lot of times people will come up to your poster and be really interested in, for example, the methods, right? And how you conducted your experiment. Or they may not be interested in the methods at all and just are immediately drawn to one really cool graph in your results section and they want you to talk about that right so whatever it is a lot of times when people approach your poster they'll ask you about a very uh, specific thing and may not necessarily want the entire rundown which is why i'm saying that a research poster presentation is very fluid it's uh not super structured and i would actually unless it's for something really serious if it's like at a really big conference where you're being judged or something i would actually refrain 
from having just like a like a memorized spiel, like a memorized dialogue, right? Because that that kind of just takes away the purpose of it. The purpose is that you kind of want to adapt to whoever comes to your presentation and, um, you know, not make it too structured. All right. So with that said, just a few general tips on presenting research posters. I think that one of the biggest pieces of advice that I have is, and this is a really simple piece of advice, but when somebody comes up to your poster and asks for you to present it to them, I would actually first ask that person what their background is, right? Perhaps that person is an absolute expert in what you're talking about and what you're presenting, or they know absolutely nothing. And if that's the case, those are two very different presentations that you have to give, right? One presentation might be you use a bunch of jargon, you go really fast, you kind of breeze through everything and you really highlight the crucial results and you kind of have a really um, interesting back and forth with that other person about the findings. But the other presentation might be, okay, now I have to really slow it down, kind of explain my thought process, you know, uh, not use a lot of jargon, not use a lot of abbreviations and really take them through exactly what you did step by step and it has to be very methodical, right? So depending on who is coming to your poster presentation will really determine how you give your presentation, which is again why I recommend against having just a pre-memorized dialogue for what you're going to say for your presentation. Again, of course, this is very different for a class presentation because again, for a class presentation, you know exactly who you're presenting to and you know their background. So in that case, you can get away with like memorizing something beforehand. So that's my first piece of advice. Always ask the person for what their background is and make sure you adjust accordingly. My second piece of advice is kind of something that I alluded to earlier, but keep it short, right? Try to explain things in a way that doesn't take too long. Maybe you were really caught up in a particular methodology that you use. I know this happened to me so many times where like I spent so long, you know, trying to create this code that does this really cool pre-processing thing on the um, neuroimaging data or something. But at the end of the day, like within five minutes, you're not going to be able to talk about all of that, right? So you kind of have to let go of maybe any sort of uh, like emotional commitments that you made to particular parts of your research project and really just talk about the meats and potatoes, the most important parts. Right. Some things just don't need to be talked about for too much. You can kind of glance over them and instead focus more on the important take home messages from your research presentation. So I think a perfect example of this would be my previous research presentation for my poster, where honestly, the majority of time for my project has been really spent on like the pre-processing and the uh, cleaning up the data and maybe some of the statistical analysis, you know, developing that statistical analysis scripts and stuff like that, right? But at the end of the day, that's not the take-home message for my project. The take-home message for my project was really creating the model that um, basically correlates physiological data to brain data, but also the findings that I had, right? Those have really nothing to do with the pre-processing and the statistical software, right? Um, and even though you know, I, I had a really good understanding of the statistics and the pre-processing because I spent a long, long time of that. In fact, the majority of my project was spent on that. At the end of the day for my poster presentation, I basically just glanced over the pre-processing because again, it's not, it's not central to my project. The part that's central to my project is the results and the model, right? Not necessarily the pre-processing, even though that was what I spent the most time on. So make sure, make sure, you know, that even if you have some 
commitments, uh, like a time commitment or emotional commitment to a particular part of your project. If that part of the project isn't seminal to the take home message, I would really cut it short. You, I would aim to have your presentation done by five minutes. Um, but really, uh, uh, this, this kind of varies in the presentation because you really have to read the body language of your presenter, which is my third tip. Um, when you're presenting a research presentation, you're not giving a podcast. It's not like what I'm doing with this podcast right now where I'm not seeing anybody and I don't see anybody's reaction. As a result, I can't you know speed up or slow down depending on what you guys think. If you guys want to speed up, then you skip to another part, right? If you want to slow down, you kind of replay something that I previously said. But with a poster presentation, this is different because you're giving that presentation usually to just like a group of small, like a small group of people and you can very clearly read their body language. If they're clearly not interested in your presentation or they're checked out, you know, if they're looking at different places, if their eyes are wandering, you know, if they're checking their watch or something, then maybe you should speed up because they clearly don't want to get there, but don't want to be there. And, um, you should, you know, you should respect that from them. But if the person is engaging with you, right, they're, you know, they're nodding their head, they're kind of asking questions, they seem very interested in your presentation, then, you know, keep going, match their energy, right? Um, don't try to like, like, you know, speed through everything and, uh, and not give them the details because clearly they're there and they want the details. So I guess the, the overall take home message of what I'm trying to say here is that one of the important things about giving a research poster presentation is that you need to adapt, right? Adaptation is key. And that essentially just encapsulates the entirety of the advice and the misconceptions that I've given so far with about research poster presentations, right? In that, you know, um, you need to adapt to the background of your audience. You need to adapt to um, the timing, right? And you also basically need to adapt to whether they're interested or not in your actual presentation, right? So that is, I think, the biggest difference behind giving a research presentation, research poster presentation, and any other kind of presentation, which is that any other type of presentation is very structured, right? You know what the rubric is. You know who you're presenting to. You have an allotted amount of time, and it's usually pretty long. Whereas with a research poster presentation, you don't exactly know who you're going to present to, and you don't know their background, and you don't know whether they'll be interested or not. And as a result, you really need to adapt. Right. So take home message number one, you need to adapt. Take home message number two, don't because you need to adapt, don't try to memorize everything. Right. Keep it fluid, keep it flexible. Be willing to talk about different parts of your project without having an in, like an incoming structure of how, how exactly you need to tackle your presentation. Because different presentations, different research presentations, research poster presentations to different people will be different. And kind of I think that's probably the biggest take home message that I have. So learn to adapt um, and just be flexible, right? Um, so yeah, that's kind of how, that's that, those are kind of the main pieces of advice that I have uh, with giving research poster presentations. Thank you for listening to the Lab Life Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you're tuning in from. Please do not hesitate to reach out with any inquiries at richard.w.song at vanderbilt.edu. That's richard.w.song at vanderbilt.edu. So long for now, and I'll see you next time.